Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Nick Verzellini. Welcome in to the Friday, September 10th edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 and TV10 streaming on Facebook. Spencer Dupuy joined alongside Nick Verzellini. This, say, this show is sponsored in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremation Services, Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. How you doing today, Nick? I'm doing great, man. I mean, football is back last night with Thursday night football, NFL football, and then you know we got great high school games tonight. We got like four, college days, this four weekend. straight Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Isn't that five straight days of it's football that we can how it should enjoy? Be. That is how it should be. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this Martinsburg game tonight. Should be it's their first home game at uh, Coburn Field this season. It's only one of four home games, so it's pretty interesting. They only got four home games, but they're playing some pretty good away games and some a far away game in Ohio coming up in October. Um, but should be a good one. Head coach Britt Sherman learned a lot from last week's game against Musselman, and they were able to get Braxton Todd back, which was huge. Yeah, I think tonight, you know, it will be really exciting to see the atmosphere for uh, the Martinsburg fans, you know, because, as you mentioned, only four home games. So, you know, the crowd's going to bring it, I think. You know, I'm not certain how close this game will be against Durando based on, you know, how they've performed so far. But I think anytime you have a program with a pretty solid history, you know, things can turn around quickly for a team like that. So Martinsburg can't take them lightly. And um, I think it should be a good game. You know, we got a lot of great games, but. Uh, that one definitely stands out as, you know, it's our game, so we'll certainly pay the most attention, I think, to that. Yeah, and uh, yesterday I was out at Coburn Field. Uh, Matt Miller recorded the pregame segment with head coach Britt Sherman in the end zone. Uh, here's a segment from that, or just not a segment. Here's a quote, a little bite from that. you got to tune in to the pregame show, the W. Harley Miller Systems pregame show, to go into the coach's interview presented by Parsons Ford to hear the whole thing, but here's a little bite of coach Sherman talking about uh, playing Sharando tonight. You know, they still have um, some really good athletes. They have three or four guys that are Sharando guys every year, but you can tell that the depth is not what it was in the past. But with that being said, they do a lot of really good things. They're going to see some things, you know, one film that we struggled with a little bit in the last couple of weeks that they're going to try to do to us. Uh, they're going to bring a lot of pressure on defense and, uh, you know, make us get rid of the football quick and and um, stack the box and try to take away our run game. And I think it, it'll be a great game to see how much a team can do against Braxton Todd now that he's got film for this year. Because last week, Musselman didn't have any film from this year to see what he could do. He was coming off that, and they didn't know he was that injury. Play. Didn't even know he was going to play until they saw him in warm-ups. So I think maybe he could be contained a little more tonight. Yeah, I think they'll definitely key on him. But I think with a team like Martinsburg, you know, they got so many weapons, whether it be Hudson Clement, uh, Murphy Clement as well. Ezra Bajan is definitely a talented young quarterback. So, I mean, they got they got guys on the offensive side of the ball where even if you key on Todd, well, they got other guys that can make plays too. And I think, you know, the key tonight, I think, is to see how Martinsburg's improved and cleaned up some of those little mistakes that Coach Sherman, I think, was hinting at. Especially on special teams. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Special teams is probably the big area where they want to clean things up. And we'll we'll see, hopefully, if, if that happens tonight for Martinsburg. Um, that would really make them, you know, a complete team because I think defensively, offensively, they've been fine besides a few turnovers here and there. Um, but those are going to happen when you have a young, you know, quarterback. So – uh, you know that those are the two keys I want to see tonight is the special teams get better and uh, prevent as many or have less turnovers on offense. Yeah, and we just talked about Braxton Todd. You can catch Matt Miller's interview with Braxton Todd tonight and in the huddle on the W Harley Miller Systems pregame show. That segment presented by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Services. That will be during the pregame show, which you can catch starting at 6 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, as well as streaming on the WRNR TV YouTube channel. Let's whip it around the EPAC, just a quick whip around of who's playing tonight. Washington will be at Frankfurt. They are playing this week after having the COVID issues, having to forfeit their game against Spring Mills last week. Hedgesville looking for their second win in back-to-back wins 
And the last one they last game they had won prior to last week was in 2018. They are at East Fairmont. Spring Mills is at Hampshire. Jefferson is at Musselman. Really, the game of the week. Yeah, that's a huge game in the EPAC. Uh, you know, see who can kind of keep pace with Martinsburg in this uh, tight conference race. And now that we got a little bit of time, uh, we'll talk about probably the biggest game in AAA in the state of West Virginia. That is Huntington versus Cabell Midland. We'll bring on our buddy from Marshall and WMUL, who's now the voice of the Huntington Highlanders, Andrew Rogers. How you doing today, Andrew? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, pretty good. It's good to talk to you again. We saw you on Saturday night. It was good to catch up with you then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, getting into the football season now, good to uh, reunite a little bit, talk a little bit of football, hang out, watch and see that Marshall game. It was a good game, but another good game this weekend in the high school end here, too. You know, Andrew, you love just taking my job, so hopefully you don't take this one, too. <laughs> Voice of the Highlanders, sports director at uh, WMEL. But, you know, this is a big game, obviously one of the bigger rivalries in the southern part of the state. Uh, I guess what are you looking forward to about this matchup, Huntington? has kind of completely shifted from last year, you know, getting blown out by teams, and now they're doing the blowouts so far early on in the season. Yeah, it's kind of a complete turnaround from last season, and I think a term that Woody's used a lot, and people around the Huntington football team really have just mentioned the revenge tour. This is a team last year uh, that went 3-6 and six and is off to a 2-0 and start, and the two teams they beat this year in Parkersburg and Hurricane now are two teams they lost to last year. So another chance here against the Cal Midland team that blew out Huntington last year to continue this revenge tour and make it three in a row against teams uh, that Huntington lost to last year. But again, yeah, a lot of players back. Gavin Locke at quarterback has been really good with three touchdown passes so far this year. The ground game has been good with Curtis Jones and Amari Felder. So it's a complete team, and they're out for blood this year because they, they struggled last year, and it's off to a good start. That'll be a, a great game crowd-wise as it's you know basically a cr- – uh, cross-county rival in Cabell County. There'll be a lot of fans out there tonight. Yeah, there was a ton in uh, the opener at home when they uh, defeated Parkersburg. And, I mean, it, I'm going to have to get there extra early, probably an hour early, to be able to make sure I'm not stuck in traffic. you got to remember, school traffic, I mean, getting there out of school late around 3.15, 3.30. Um, and then people obviously going to want to get a good seat for this one because rarely do you get such a good matchup, I think, so early on in the season. Huntington wasn't really, I don't think, expected to be this good and dominant to start the season but these are probably two of the top five teams in triple a this year and two andrew i mean this is going to be two completely different styles tonight you know Cabell midland's known for having a heavy rushing attack that really got to the highlanders last year that game was over by like 9 15 woody and i were off the air by 9 30 and we were in the car and we were driving home so you know uh Expect a lot of heavy running, but Huntington's going to throw the ball a whole lot more. So kind of two different styles clashing tonight in the battle for the Shield. It is. Cal Midland's going to want to control this football game, try to run it down and, and wear out Huntington. And that's what two teams in Hurricane and Parkersburg have una- been unable to do is wear down Huntington. Huntington's done that to its opponents in the first two games. And Billy Steele's really hit on three things that his team's got to do well. It's going to come down to execution. Whoever executes the best will win the game, win field position, and the turnover battle. If Huntington's giving the football away, or the same on the other side for Cabell Midland, that's going to give extra possessions at good field position to the opponent. So those three things are what it's going to come down to, especially when uh, you go up against a really good opponent. That's what we have here tonight, two really good opponents uh, going to face off. You look at that Huntington high team, and specifically on the offensive line, they, they got some good players, especially uh, one of the top def- or offensive linemen in the state, Maxwell Wentz, who just committed to Dartmouth College. How's he been looking on the line? He's been really good. He's been really good, and he's got a lot of help on that line, too. Four other seniors that have played a lot of football. They've got four returning starters back from last year, but Wentz definitely leads the way uh, at center there this year for the Highlanders. And it, Again, they've got good running backs behind him, too, but Maxwell Wentz is uh, definitely the core part of that offensive line. And, again, a lot of experience there at that front line uh, to help Wentz out in this offensive line. I can remember last year doing the games, and Huntington was a very young team. And now this year, obviously, that youth turned into experience. How much do you think that's helped uh, kind of build the confidence week to week? And as the season goes on, you know, we could see Huntington maybe playing Martinsburg for a state championship. Yeah, I think it certainly has definitely helped. And it, it showed, I think, right away in week one. Parkersburg uh, was Huntington's opponent in week one. And Parkersburg went down, had a good kickoff return, 
two plays later, Bryson Singer finds Carter King at 7 nothing. You look up and you're like, Huntington just got, you know, marched down the field that quickly, and they're already trailing 7 to nothing. From that point on, Huntington scored 85 unanswered points from that opening drive. The defense has been really good, and the team has responded after that early adversity. So it's been seen throughout that game and then into the Hurricane game in week two where this team got punched in the mouth early and has responded well. The defense has been stellar, and the offense is the offense. They've run the football well, and Gavin Locke has been good in the pocket. So I think that has really defined how Huntington has responded and grown from a, a tough year last year into this year. All right, Andrew, obviously early on in the season, uh, but you know, Cabell Midland already has the win over Spring Valley, so how much do you think this will impact things as we uh, move forward and the ratings come out officially this week, after yeah, this week? Yeah, it's going to have a lot of impact. I mean, a lot of points are on the line here in AAA because two of the best teams already with some qu- couple of quality wins, but then again, it's just one game. The season's not going to uh, end because you lose to Cabell Midland by three points or a touchdown, but it's certainly a game that uh, these two teams know because it's the battle for the shield, obviously, but it's also an important game uh, where you can pick up a quality game, especially for Huntington because it's a home game and you have a good crowd. Uh, so it should be a good one. It's not going to be the end of the season either for these two teams, but certainly a, a good resume-building win right here. All right, Andrew. Well, thanks for joining us. Best of luck on the call tonight. Uh, maybe we'll catch up with you next week. Maybe. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, Andrew. That's Andrew Rogers. The voice of the Huntington Highlanders down there in Huntington, West Virginia, on the south end of the state. We've reached our first break of the day. This segment sponsored in part by SunsetWater.com, proudly installing water softeners in Martinsburg and Berkeley County since 1989. We'll be back, and we'll talk some Shepherd football when we come back after this break. I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Special. Conveniently located at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg, Sunset Car Wash's staff specializes in keeping your car clean. From our famous three-minute cloth wash to our touchless automatic and six self-serve bays, we offer whatever preference you have for your car wash needs. If your vehicle could talk, it would say, take me to Sunset Car Wash. At Sunset Car Wash at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg. Locally owned and operated. Looking to buy a home in the Eastern Panhandle? Having trouble getting your house sold? Then call Chris Ross and the Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. A Martinsburg High School graduate, Chris knows the local market and he's proven it as the number one real estate team in West Virginia in 2019. Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. Phone 304-579-7349 or go to callchrisross.com. Let's celebrate your real estate milestone together. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. The Honda Civic and the Accord are uniquely stylish in their own way. But do you know what they have in common? Reliability and comfort? Sure. Available turbocharged engines? Of course. But also, the driver. Having fun for no reason. Except for the thrill of driving a Honda. Kelly Blue Book's 2021 Best Value Brand. Miller Honda, south of Winchester, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. www.mymillerhonda.com Based on 2021 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for more information. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Sports Mix. Big college, big football weekend coming up. We had Thursday night NFL opener last night. You got high school football, specifically Martinsburg for us tonight. And tomorrow on the airwaves, you can hear WVU. But on TV 10, you can watch Nick and Travis Smith, as well as Colin McLaughlin on the sidelines, call Shepard at Gannon. Shepard comes in 1-0. Um, 
did, how did Gannon do last week? They're one to know as well. They won it over time, 28-21. So both teams looking to stay undefeated this week. And what have, what's your early prep scene? Well, really your late prep, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is an interesting matchup uh, in the PSAC, obviously. So it's a significant game on the road. Um, kind of a weird stadium in terms of size, you know, not the biggest. But, um, you know, it, it's it's a good matchup, I think. But what really stood out to me just – quickly looking through the roster and the starting lineups is how much of a difference in the depth chart there is in terms of experience. Shepard is a very experienced team where most of the guys actually starting for Gannon are like red shirt sophomores and under. So it's not as much experience. Now, I guess if that's based on their COVID year, they're, they're red shirt junior, but still, you know, a little bit younger team compared to Gannon or compared to Shepard who has a ton of guys that are grad students on their squad. So, I think that's a little bit interesting. Um, you know, some takeaways from week one for Gannon. Uh, you know, two interceptions by their starting quarterback. He did throw three touchdowns, but I think he's 17 of 36. So not the best completion percentage, but he's a big guy. Six foot four, 260 pounds. Sounds like a big <laughs> that's guy. That's a big freaking quarterback, man. Um, so going into this, uh, he talked with head coach Ernie McCook, and here's his bite when he was talking about Gannon. Uh, they, they're they're a hungry football team. They've uh, won two back-to-back overtime football games, uh, so they're they're trying. They've found a way to win. Uh, they expect to win, and I think it's going to be a tough matchup. So it's it'll be a tough matchup. They expect to win, as Coach Ernie McCook said. You can hear the rest of that interview on the W Harley Miller Systems pregame show tomorrow, starting at eleven thirty, and in the in the huddle segment, you'll have a pretty big player on. Yeah, Tyson Bajan's going to come on, uh, you know, starting quarterback, obviously, for the Rams, former Martinsburg quarterback as well. Uh, won the EPAC, or the, yeah, the EPAC. No, um, PSAC. PSAC. Come on, I used to get confused about that. Now you're getting confused. PSAC that. East, that's why I got confused. Offensive player of the week. Um, you know, he had a great game. I think that really the key for Shepard, though, they want to get that rushing attack going. Chance Swartz left the game early on with an injury. Ty Hebron's coming off of injury. Hopefully he can play this week. They, I think coach said he was probable. So, you know, hopefully he's able to go and, and they have that backfield complete. But Ronnie Brown stepped in, played, you know, well for the team. And I think if they can get that rushing attack going, you know, that offense is going to be very tough to stop with Ryan Beach and Greg Leonard on the outside, along with Jonathan Moss uh, in their tight ends as well. And Wetzel and, uh, Ben Johnson, I believe his name is, is the second string tight end. So, I mean, they got a lot of weapons for Bajan to throw the ball around too, even though that was kind of a question mark coming in. Yeah, it was. De- it's definitely a question mark, but I think you're going to see a, a great Shepherd team this year. We talked about all the grad students coming back. They're definitely trying to go for that national championship in Division Two. Yeah, these teams match up really well, I think, too, in terms of both of them are kind of use their speed opposed to their size to their advantage on the defensive side of the ball. So I think both teams will fly the football. It should be another fun game. You know, last week was a lot of fun uh, up at Ohio Dominican. It was a shootout, you know, back and forth contest. So I'm I'm expecting another competitive football game, but I do think, you know, Shepard's got a good chance to come away with a win based on experience. And just looking around the uh, PSAC schedule this week, uh, Shippensburg is at Edinburgh. I said that right, Nick, right? Yes, you did. Westchester is at Mercyhurst, uh, and then Shepherds at Gannon. Those are the 12 p.m. games. Um, and then Lockhaven is at Cal U. Millersville is at Clarion. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Cutstown. Cutstown. Cutstown is at Everybody IEP. up here says Cuts. It's Cuts. Cuts. My Cuts. sister went there. She graduated, so I would know. Uh, that Lockhaven, Cal U, Millersville, Clarion game are at 1 p.m., 2 p.m. is Cutstown in IUP. Then at 6 p.m. will be Bloomsburg. Cuts. Cuts. Cutstown, not cuts. <laughs> They're not cutting anything. <laughs> at 6 p.m. will be Bloomsburg at Seton Hall, as well as East Stroudsburg? Stroudsburg. Stroudsburg. Yeah. Stroudsburg. At Slippery Rock. So that's your PSAC schedule for tomorrow. Just PSAC to- check of the area schedule. Uh, just a look doesn't at, really make sense, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, Nick. Go on. Sorry. Just a look at the standing so far. In the, it's uh, the first week of conference play, obviously, but uh, coming in one and zero this week is East Stroud Strasburg. 
Cut Cutstown. There you go. Lockhaven, Shepherd, obviously, Shippensburg, and then zero and one in the east is Bloomsburg, Millersville, and Westchester. In the west, you have five one and zero teams: Cal U, Gannon, Mercyhurst, Seton Hall, Slippery Rock. Edinburgh is yet to play a game. IUP is yet to play a Seton game. Seton Hill, not Seton Hall. Seton Hill, my fault. I don't know. It's Seton. It makes me yeah. think of that, but they're definitely. You think of Seton Hall. Yeah, they don't think they have a football team. Rob texted me that just to let you know. So he's on top of it. He Yeah, he just texted me that as well. Um, Clarion 0 and 1. So, first week of PSAC conference play. Uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see how, how this goes. And you got Gannon out of the West and uh, Shepard out of the East. Yeah, I believe this is the first matchup between these two schools. I couldn't find any history of it, so well, you know, only this is only the second year that Shepard's been. In the I was going to say, yeah, it's only so, the second year sense. that Shepard's been in the PSAC. So, it, when you look at something like that, that's uh, it's going to be one of their first matchups, if not their first matchup. But what are you looking forward to? Just to be able to go call another away game. It's your second away game. Yeah, I mean, get the trip up to Erie. I've never actually been to Erie, uh, so that would be a little bit different. Yeah, I've been out to Pittsburgh, but never Erie, so a little bit further west than I'm used to traveling uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, the Keystone State. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and, you know, just get another atmosphere, get another good broadcast in with Travis Smith. You know, I, I, think, I feel like things are going well with him as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a fun one. All right, well, we're working this weekend. We will usually work every weekend. That is true. We'll work every Friday, Saturday. Um, But this segment was sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. That's HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll talk uh, the Division I teams in this state. We'll talk West Virginia having a home game against Long Island University and Marshall, the 1-0 Thundering Herd coming in having a home game against North Central or North Carolina Central, excuse me. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Sports Mix next. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. WVU Medicine introduces a new minimally invasive hysterectomy surgery to our area. V-Notes is an advanced gynecologic technique that provides many benefits to patients, such as shorter hospital stays, less post-operative pain, faster recoveries, and no visible scars. Dr. Aaron Miller and Dr. Lori Tucker with WVU Medicine OBGYN in Martinsburg are the only OBGYNs in the Baltimore-Washington metropolitan area currently offering this cutting-edge procedure. WVU Medicine, the future of surgery is here. The excitement of West Virginia high school football featuring the Martinsburg Bulldogs is right around the corner. Makes the grab at the 25, stays inbounds to the 20, 10, 5, and 
into the end zone for the Martinsburg Bulldog touchdown. Excellent throw and catch for the Bulldog score. Yeah, there's just blown coverage there because Clement was wide open down the sideline. The 2-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs take on the 0-2 Sharando Warriors Friday at 7 p.m. with pregame at 6 p.m. following the sports mix at 5 p.m. Right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your vehicle you want. All right, welcome back to the sports I don't know what mix. happened there. Uh, <laughs> I pulled up the wrong pot. Okay. The, the wrong thing on here. So it's now off. I don't know why I didn't turn it off to begin with. But we're back for the third segment right here on the sports mix, the Friday edition. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineers have a home game, their first home game this weekend. They're coming in after that big loss to your Terps. Bad loss to your Terps, I should say. They were that winning. wasn't a bad loss. They were winning part of the game. Yeah, but, I mean, it was a competitive ball game throughout, so I wouldn't say it was a bad loss. And Maryland's a quality football team. They play in a real conference, the Big Ten, right? The Big 12 doesn't really exist anymore. Well, it is well, kind of existing. Hey, there's some stuff going on. Who knows what's have, going on? Yeah, I'm knows. just messing around, though. I, um, I think Mountaineers win big this weekend. I mean, how do you not? <laughs> I mean, it's Long Island University. I've if never they heard don't, of then you have a problem. If, yeah, then you really have a problem. But here's uh, head coach Neil Brown on how the team is approaching Week two, you know, Long Island is is a program that has a strong tradition in Division two. They 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 are making the transition to an FCS program. Their players will be excited. There's no question. I've been on the other other side of this. Their players are going to be excited. It's going to be the biggest venue on the biggest stage they've ever played in, and we'll get their best. But it's not necessarily uh, about them. It's about us making improvements. We're going to play a lot of people this week. We're going to play some people that didn't play. If you go, uh, we're going to give our young guys uh, plenty of opportunities uh, to get out there and show that they're capable of playing. And when you say you're going to give your young guys the opportunity, I think it's because, you know, the game's going to get out of hand pretty quickly. I mean, it should. This is a program that's making the jump from Division Two to FCS. So this is their first year, you know, at the Division One level, and they're an FCS team. So on paper, this should be, you know, a blowout in favor of West Virginia. But Well, FIU out of Conference USA did blow them out 48-10 to 10 right. last Thursday. And, I mean, FIU's kind of a bottom feeder in Conference USA. <laughs> so, you would expect, you know, this should be a 60, maybe even 70-point ball game, depending on how much the Mountaineers decide to lay it on. But I really think this is an important game for Mount, for the West Virginia Mountaineers because while it, it's, it's almost a guaranteed W, um, you know, you did have some bad things at Maryland. Yeah. Quarterback play is still kind of a question mark. So, if you can get some confidence in your guys – and maybe even you see something this week that makes you say, hey, I don't know if we should go with this quarterback. Maybe we should go to our backup. And, you know, that that could maybe be something that they see this week. I, I definitely think a lot of Mountaineer fans want to see a change or at least want to see some competition. And while this game, you know, should be an opportunity to kind of correct some of your little mistakes and figure out some things, I think, for your key personnel. Yeah, and, and uh, here's what – Head coach Neil Brown expects out of this Long Island team coming in that just made the jumps F- FCS, as Nick mentioned. Is offensively, they're multiple, um, similar to what Maryland was on Saturday. They're going to give us a lot of misdirection screens. Um, they got a couple really, uh, you know, guys that, that, that are going to belong. And the receiver is really talented. He had a couple big balls on FIU last week. Uh, number four, uh, Eugene. He's a really good player. I was impressed with him. You got a tight end, number eight, Glasgow, that uh, transferred from Penn State. And their quarterback, I thought he managed it really well last week, a uh, kid named Orth. Uh, defensively, they're a team that likes to pressure. Uh, we didn't handle those very well um, on Saturday, and, and they're going to do that. One of the top defensive ends in FCS is a really good player, and they get a, a corner named Sneed who's been around the ball a lot in his career and, and good player. Special teams, they got a good kicker, and, and they've hit a couple kickoff returns. 
So obviously Neil Brown did a lot of prep for this game and had a lot to talk about this game. Usually when it's a team like that, they don't. He doesn't. You know, he went on there for fifty seconds about it. I mean, this was a twenty-five minute press conference. Yeah. <laughs> so Neil Brown likes to talk, but it is always funny to me how they say something like, "Oh, we're going to play our young guys," but then they say, "Oh yeah, they got a great quarterback and all this." Like they still hype up the other team like they're better than what we know they are, which is funny. But uh, that's just how coaches got to be because they got to approach every game, you know, completely opposite of how we're approaching this game. We're expecting a WVU victory, but they can't go in with that mentality. Yeah, exactly. So it's just funny though how they word things sometimes. But I I really do think that this is an important week, even though it should be a relatively easy win. Yeah, and let's transition now to the other FBS football team in the state. That is our alma mater, Marshall. Um, they got the big win at Navy last week. I really don't think that 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 win you know looking back on it was that unexpected because though uh grant wells didn't throw any touchdowns he still had 330 yards to the air and when you have an aerial attack like that especially to keaton coming back had over 100 yards and was electrifying on the first play that got him you know into navy territory and you can run the ball like they have with two guys right now that's kind of unstoppable when you have a team that only runs like navy yeah i mean Navy's on the down slope compared to what they've been in the past. And I think, you know, that win, I didn't expect the blowout because I thought if Navy was better this year, you know, we'd see some uh, clock management and them really control the pace of the game. But that was not the case. And, you know, Marshall took advantage against or took advantage of that. And I expect something similar this week. And this should be another easy win for the, uh, for the herd. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you say another easy win for the herd. I think uh, when you hear easy win, you hear the beginning of the year, you hear non-conference play, and somebody they're paying somebody to come to Huntington, and it's usually a blowout like last year with EKU and in years past with EKU and other teams. The fans kind of just – VMI. VMI. Um, and then my freshman year, I remember they played Morgan State, I believe, week one, and they were all over Morgan State and – you know, won I'm, three games that year. Yeah, yeah. but I am I was victim to what um, head coach Charles Huff is about to speak about in this quote that I have that I think is really interesting. It charges everybody up. It's kind of you know a new era in Huntington. They were kind of they were you know they were mediocre. They were striving to be mediocre. I feel like under Doc Holliday, you just say, get eight wins, nine wins, maybe you go into your conference championship, lose that, you're in a bowl game. You know that's kind of what Doc's kind of tenure was. This. We're going to get a bowl game. We're going to win it 95% of the time or whatever it is. And when Marshall plays at home, they kind of the fans kind of leave at halftime. And that's not what he wants this year. And here's what he talked about when he talked about the fans. And the end of it specifically, I think it's just funny. And I saw on one of the fan pages yesterday that I said, like some person actually had said ticket for said seat. So I think it's funny if you hear this. A uh, quote from Charles Huff in his press conference from the other day about the fans and coming to the game this weekend. I I expect a sold-out crowd, just like the people that buy a ticket expect a good product on the field. Um, we do our part. The community, the fan base has got to do their part. If we're going to take that next step as a program and be a national program, everybody's got to do their part. Everybody's got to pull the rope in the same direction. So every fan, every alumni – every person that's going to root for us or root against us, your responsibility is to show up on Saturday. Just like my responsibility is to prepare this football team to show up on Saturday. So I expect, matter of fact, I expect to sell out with people like calling over the fences over there at McDonald's like they did back when they had the Ronald McDonald uh, blow up over the stadium when they won the championship. Um, That's my full expectation. I expect every student to be at the game on Saturday, the entire game. Um, I don't expect, oh, well, the game's over, so we're going to leave midway through the third. I don't expect that. If we're going to be the program that we want to be, it's going to take everybody doing their part. My part is to make sure that the team is prepared and the team executes on Saturday. The fans, the community, their part is to show up, show out, come early, stay late. We're all in this together. So Eli Neal's responsibility is to tackle the football, the fan in section 109, seat seven, is to stay in that seat the entire football game. And if we all do our part, we can do something really special here at Marshall. But it's going to take all of us. 
And I think that is something when you get somebody to rejuvenate kind of a program is really what Charles Huff is doing because Marshall has not been bad. They've been, you know, always one of the contenders in Conference USA, Conference USA East. And they've always been kind of in the, obviously in the upper echelon of the group of five, not at the top like UCF and Cincinnati and, you know, teams like that, but they've always been in the conversation. So when you can rejuvenate a program like, they like Charles Huff seems to already be doing and, you know, changing the little things, making things more fan friendly. And then the whole thing they're doing on with the fan fest kind of before the game on 20th street, that's huge. But I love how he compared to that one guy, like whoever is in section one Oh nine seat, whatever section, whatever. I think that that just shows kind of like the lighter side of coach Huff that he's serious, but he can also be funny. And you know he's going to be looking up to that section, and he'll have people looking at that section, and people will be dogging the person if they leave. Yeah, I mean it's whatever. I mean that's just for the fans, you know. That, that I don't really take much out of that speech. I mean that's great that he's a completely opposite personality than Doc Holliday, who would just kind of go up there and mumble and say, "Well, well we got to execute and win this football game or whatever he would say," you know. But any team can win on any given Sunday. You look at the paper and somebody's going to lose. Yeah, we don't want to be that team. That's what he would say this yeah. week. But I mean, I mean, that's great that that Charles Huff has that personality to them because I do think that's what Marshall fans want. But at the end of the day, they're playing NC Central. Like yeah. people are going to leave at halftime. They're not getting a sellout. And I'd be shocked at least if they did. Um, and you know, it, it doesn't really matter because they're going to win that game. Now, as they get in the conference play, and if they're winning and Charles Huff keeps this personality going, which I do think is his genuine personality, you know, we'll see more people and we'll see more sellouts, I think, for the Thundering Herd. But in terms of, like, this exact statement this week, I don't think that's going to get people to stay or show out, but it might get a couple more people hyped up for the season overall. Yeah, I mean, that's what – it kind of made me want to run through a wall as a Marshall fan, like, when he – because I don't feel like Doc ever brought that up. You know, we he did listened, to an extent. Yes, but we listened to almost every Doc Holiday press conference for the last four, five years for me, four years, four and a half, four years for you. And he never really kind of spoke like that. He was always even killed. And, you know, you like somebody that can kind of amp up the pressure a little bit. The only time Doc Holiday cared about the fans showing up was for that La Tech Friday night game where yeah. he reached out to Andrew Rogers and I. To do an interview with him, which is very rare. He never did an interview with us. And that was the strangest thing, and it didn't work. Because he wanted the students <laughs> to come. Work. So he was like, student radio station. He was like, student radio station, and there's going to be rain on Friday, so we need a big crowd. And it didn't work, but Marshall did win. But partially because LaTeX had suspended players and the game wasn't as exciting. <laughs> and uh, North Carolina Central Eagles, they come in this week after a 23-14 win over the Alcorn State Braves, where they were down 13. 14 to 13 in the third. I mean, quarter. Alcorn State's a quality FCS program. Yeah, but. but they were down 14 to 13 and then put 10 straight points up to uh, get the win 23 14. But Marshall's going to win this game by 40. I mean, yes, that's going to happen. Uh, Devarius Richard went 16 for 25, only 184 yards, no touchdown, one pick. So I would imagine he's going to add a couple more picks to his season Maybe. stats this year. He might play really well. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> This Some seg- team's going to be that team, Spencer. The, this segment, though, was sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. ParsonsFordandMartinsburg.com. And also in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets, designer bedding, outdoor living, family-owned and operated. 360 Hack Wilson Way, Martinsburg. Orsini's.com. We'll be back to uh, talk about the Thursday night NFL opener last night and the Washington football team game against... The Moguls Chargers, and he'll be there in the dream seats, our boss. Uh, but we'll talk about that, and we'll wrap up the show next on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200 square foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns and Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360-Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams travel to Erie, Pennsylvania to take on the Gannon Golden Knights. Third down here, third and four. Straight drop back for Bajan. He now rolls out to the right, looking deep down the sideline. A wide open Ryan Beach, and he'll walk in for six. Touchdown, Rams. Join us Saturday, September 11th for the matchup between the Rams and the Golden Knights. The pregame show begins at 11.30 a.m. with kickoff scheduled for noon right here on TV10, the WRNR YouTube channel. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM Welcome back to the final segment of the Sports Mix for Friday, September 10th. We'll recap last night's Thursday night game, and we'll get into the Washington football team game. But first, this segment is sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. And Thursday night game, you had a lot riding on that in your fantasy team, right? Yeah, I did, yeah, and my guys showed out. Tom Brady and Amari Cooper had huge games for me, uh, both scoring over 25 points. Cooper scored like 33, and uh, Brady had, I think, 26 it was after the interceptions, but that didn't really matter. It was a great football game. Yeah, and to me it's crazy. You throw for 300 – he went 32 of 50, 379 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. He's, what, 43? 44. 44 now. That's just amazing to me. Uh, not really much getting going on the ground. Leonard Fournette only nine carries, 32 yards. Ronald Jones, the second, four carries, 14 yards. But through the air, two 100-yard guys, plus Rob Gronkowski, eight catches, 90 yards, two tutties. Uh, Antonio Brown, five catches, 121 yards, one touchdown. Chris Godwin, nine catches, 105 yards with one touchdown. So through the air, that was really their whole game last night. And that was defense. the whole game for both teams. Yeah, and then go over to Dak Prescott. Hadn't played, you know, since the beginning of last year, I think. I think week five or six he got hurt. Yeah. Went 42 of 58. So, obviously, you're down in that game. You're going to have to pass the ball a lot. So, we went 30, 42 of 58, 403 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. So, if you had him in fantasy, your numbers looked really, really <laughs> you good. Zeke, you were angry. Yeah, Zeke only had 11 carries, 33 yards, and... You know, that's what you're going to get when you got two teams that have great quarterbacks. Yeah, I, f- I feel like Dallas could have won this football game. Obviously, they missed, what was it, two field goals and an extra point? Yeah, I think they're going to have to bring goal in some competition point. for Zerline. But Greg DeLag, he, I mean, he's he's pretty good. So, I yeah. don't know what they're going to find on the open market. But not only that, I feel like if they ran the ball a little bit more, they probably could have won because they left Brady a lot of time throughout that game and they ended up leaving him just under two minutes I think it was toward the end there where he was able to drive down and obviously set up suck up for the game winning field goal so it, it was an interesting game it was a game Dallas could have won if maybe they controlled the time of possession a little bit more but throwing the ball so much kind of negated any chance of that yeah I mean 13 catches 139 yards and two touchdowns for Amari Cooper you like that, right? You got Amari Yeah, Cooper. I mean, I like that, but I'm just saying from a Dallas perspective yeah, in terms Lamb. of trying to get a win. C.D. Lamb also up over 100 yards, seven catches, 104 yards with a touchdown. 
but really it came down to that final drive of the game. Yeah. They, yeah. I don't know what they were doing. I, you know, I didn't catch the entire second half, but I walked out to watch the TV when it was very end of the game. There's like five seconds left or something. And I don't know what they were doing. I don't know why they didn't throw it deep. They just ran the ball and tried to toss it back. Oh, the Cowboys? Because yeah. they were on like their own 25-yard line. You can't throw the ball 75 yards. No, but you can throw, you know, to so your, I think dump they were off trying your running to, back, get some guys coming over. You yeah. Could, you could do some stuff. I don't know. They were trying to – it wasn't going to work, whatever they did at the end of the game, so that didn't really matter. But I don't know. It, I mean, it was that, a great game. Greg, Greg Zerline definitely mattered. Three for five. Yeah, so two missed field goals and a missed extra point as well. So that's three for five field goals plus a missed extra point. So he missed three kicks yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that. That's now, one good. of them was 60 yards. Yeah, but that's the difference between the game right there. If you even had one of them, you would win 32-29. Or actually, if you had your field goal, you had your point after, and one of those field goals, you'd win 33-31. Yeah. So the game rested on the legs of Greg Zerline, essentially. Yep, that 35-yarder really hurt him. Yeah. You can't do that. Is that the one that doinked? Yeah. Yeah. You can't You can't do that. The 60-yarder, I mean, that was a miss. Unless yeah. they were in <laughs> throwing <laughs> pens at I me. I have no clue what just happened. It just went through Penn and Nick. That was not on purpose. Uh, but let's transition. I'm happy Cowboys lost. Because, you yeah, know, we can make the joke. The I can make the joke as a Washington fan. <laughs> They're the worst team in the NFL right now. Yeah. For the next two days. Uh, but I'll always love some Cowboys jokes. Unless every game is a tie this week, then they'll still be the next worst team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, um, but now let's transition to the Washington football game. They football team, they open their season Sunday at 1 p.m. on CBS. And you can hear it right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 AM 740, 11, p- 11 a.m. pregame show. They're hosting the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert, Ryan Fitzpatrick, great matchup, but injury-wise, not looking good for a Washington receiver, Curtis Samuel, who out who's out the entire preseason. Kind of practice on Tuesday. Kind of tweaked something. Didn't practice the last two days. And I doubt he'll practice today. I doubt he goes. Deami Brown's gonna be a big impact player if he doesn't go. Yeah, this will be a uh interesting matchup, I think. What's intriguing uh, intriguing about it is Justin Herbert, probably the best offensive rookie from last year's draft and chase young probably the best defensive rookie from last year's draft going at it so you know that should be a lot of fun uh to kind of see how herbert and that chargers offense match up against the football team's defense and i I think it should be you know really good match up there and another thing to note i think austin eckler is dealing with a hamstring injury i want to see it is yes so he did not practice the last two days either so that's up in the air trey marshall defensive back ankle didn't practice the last two days but they're going to get help on the offensive line brian bulaga had a groin injury but he's practiced fully the last two days and then they're fullback not somebody something you see typically on rosters anymore they're not dead Fullbacks are not dead. They're alive and well. Gabe, the Ravens drafted a fullback and then cut him. Gabe Why Neighbors, I believe his name, he has a knee injury, but he's been full go the last two days. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Chargers, with if Eckler's not in there, we're going to see like a Cowboys-style offense where they throw the ball 50 times in this game. I wouldn't be surprised. Wait, we've got breaking news. I don't know why I didn't get a notification about it. Um, oh, actually, yeah, I did 28 minutes ago. Obviously, doing the show, missed it. Ron Rivera announced that Washington will be without wide receiver Curtis Samuel for at least three games as Samuel is dealing with a groin injury. They placed him on the IR with the being able to return three weeks into the season. So that's pretty big news. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't that's really a slot an, receiver. I didn't anticipate it happening. But you also have well, – I don't know why I'm not getting his name right now. The guy from Tennessee. Uh, Adam Humphreys. Yeah. Adam Humphreys seems like he could be a slot option. He definitely is, but I just – I mean, Samuel was part of that big offseason. Good thing is it's only three games. Yeah. But that is kind of a position where they need an upgrade with wide receivers, so to be down one of your key guys uh, certainly doesn't help. Yeah, especially because you got the Chargers, the Giants. And they traded – or they cut Gandy Golden. Maybe they bring him back. Oh, isn't he on the practice squad? I don't know. I think he's on the practice then squad. Then he might get promoted this week. Yeah, you never know. Um, I'll be interested to see what that second, what the transaction is. It may be bringing him back. I don't know. But then they got Bills week three, but they'll have a little bit of time off for that. So 
uh, kind of not good that you got to place him on IR. And <laughs> it's funny, the Athletic just sends me a notification right now about Curtis Samuel on the top, right when we're talking about it. Um, but I think this this will be a, a pretty great game uh, because you got uh, you got some good teams. I think they're both slated to be good. You, you got Justin Herbert, one of the best rookie quarterbacks last season, um, against a good Washington football defense. And then you got a what's looking to be good Washington offense against a pretty good Chargers defense. Yeah, I'd say a much improved Washington offense. And I think, too, like the Chargers are expected to contend for a wild card and the football team, Washington football team, will probably, you know, either contend for the division or wild card spot as well. So, you know, AFC, NFC matchup, these teams don't see each other a whole lot. I think it's going to be a fun one. It'll definitely be a fun one in FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. I was going to say in D.C. Yeah, they're not in D.C. Maybe not someday yet. soon. Maybe someday soon. So we've got about uh, about a minute left. Uh, Who do you think wins that one? Football team? I think I think football team gets some – I think Chase Young gets a few sacks on Justin Herbert. Sweat does as well. I think that defensive line is just too much. The running game-wise, it shuts down the running game. No Eckler most likely. So I think that's what happens. I, yeah, I'd say football team as well, but I, I think it will come down to what kind of game it is. If it turns into any sort of shootout, then the Chargers will pull away because I think they have the better offense. But if And not Washington, having Curtis Samuel really hurts in that aspect. Yeah, and I think if Washington is able to control the game and especially kind of make the Chargers one-dimensional, then yeah, I'd go with Washington. Um, just some new segment I want to add, which we kind of talked about before, was something you're looking forward to for the weekend. Uh, football. Even though the Ravens don't play, technically, on the weekend. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Washington play this whole revamp team. Year two of Ron Rivera, I'm really excited for this Washington football team to be determined name. Uh, but that's the, the show for today. Thanks to Andrew Rogers for coming on, for talking about Huntington and Cabell Midland. We'll be back Monday, recap high school football, college football, all that and more next, or all that more Monday on the Sports Mix. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah.